Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Welcome back to the Living Fools Podcast. How are you, Stina? I'm doing well. How are you? What have you been up to? Well, thank you. Uh, well, I, I um, uh, we recently had confirmations here at the parish. We had Bishop come and confirm some students. And, uh, but um, I uh, uh, also got to confirm a student just recently. Ooh. So priests are allowed to confirm students with the bishop's permission. Ah. So I, I, uh, there was a student who missed out because they were sick. So I confirmed that student. Oh. And it was on the Sacred Heart, Feast of the Sacred Heart. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. How about yourself? Uh, I recently went up and visited my dance studio, actually, which was really fun. Cool, cool. I hadn't, um, I've sort of been learning with them since COVID, so I hadn't actually had the pleasure of meeting them in person. So it's kind of cool to so be able to... online learning. Yeah. Um, and I've mm. had lots to do with them, like interaction-wise, but I've not actually met them in person, just like the Zoom and video calls and that kind of thing. Um, sure. So, yeah, just meeting them in person was a bit like surreal. I was like, oh, you're actually like literally here. This is so bizarre. But I got mm. to help out with a couple of things and it was recording day for them, so it was a bit busy. And I got to meet the mm. studio owner and just hearing some of their stories like how they've gotten here, um, what parts of India they were originally from and what their hopes and dreams are. And I kind of walked away mm. with like a lot of inspiration and having sort of come back, not just inspiration in the dancing space, but I'm noticing that that inspiration is bearing fruit in other spaces as well. Like my creativity's yes. like been like reboosted. <laughs> And so yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah. Cool. coming out left, right and centre cool. from all the other spaces as well. So, yeah, yep. it's been really yep. cool, really cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's really awesome. Do you know, um, one of my parishioners here, when they met you, they said, uh, now, I reckon that she would be Sri Lankan. <laughs> and I said, actually, <laughs> she's Norwegian. And and they went, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. So I had a bit of fun explaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I get that everywhere. I think that's generally how I start most of my city talks is, so I'm Norwegian, which I'm sure my skin colour and eye colour told you, but, you know, (laughs) figure that out from that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm very much aware of that. (laughs) Right, okay. Uh... So we have a... A, a new sort of a episode um, where I think we've did, done this once before where we covered like a particular scripture passage. Um, mm. This is something that our people who listen to the podcast that you guys actually had said that you loved hearing from us. So we thought from time yeah. to time we'll just pull apart a particular passage um, and just see what we can draw from that, what we can um, make sense of, how we can make meaning out of that. So. I guess for today's episode, we want to talk about um, a part of the Sermon on the Mount. So we're particularly talking about from Matthew 6, um, roughly verse 25 onwards. Like that's the section that we're talking about in this particular episode. Mm. 
Um, so in in the Sermon on the Mount, we hear that Jesus teaches about a whole range of things. You know, he begins with things like the Beatitudes, which we covered in earlier episodes. What was it? Last season? This season? Uh, it was it was last season. It was I'm last, sure. season. last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go back yeah. and listen to those episodes. So he talks about Beatitudes. He even starts talking about you know divorce, teachings around divorce, um, how we should treat our enemy. You know, um, mm. through to things like prayer, and then he gives us the Lord's Prayer, um, and then we get a teaching on, like, charity, what are charitable acts, and about storing up treasures in heaven as opposed to storing up treasures on earth. So you've yeah. sort of got, you know, all of that preceding this conversation that comes out around do not be anxious. Yes. Uh, it's interesting up until this point that um, uh, the – the themes that Jesus has been speaking about have been very big and profound. And and then he sort of shifts gears into, you know, do not worry. Uh, and I think that the the world in which we live um, is is kind of it's 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 marked by um, by the promise of carefreeness. It's marked by the promise of, of you know, look, um, uh, you don't have to, to, to worry about anything these days uh, because, you know what, you've, 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 got it, you've got it covered with whatever you buy or you've got it covered with, <laughs> uh, with um, uh, the next self-help book or you've got it covered, you know, everything's going to be okay because you've got it covered. You know, you don't need to worry. You've got this. Uh, you know, it's it's. There's. I, I think the 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 world we presently live in has has a bit of a self, a self-aggrandizing approach that lulls people into a, a false sense of security, uh, and uh, and so, um, it, it, it to say don't worry, you know, um, possibly doesn't seem all that profound to this 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 generation even to say you know do not store up treasure here on earth may not even seem uh sort of that profound because in general uh i think there's there's a, a philosophy um there is a philosophy of minimalism that the world holds that does not match with the practice of the world mm. which is that you know uh so um sort of Oh, I don't. I don't need much. I can live pretty simply. Uh, so yeah, no worries at all. Like I, I yeah, yeah. So that that's mm. that's. It's it's interesting that that uh, I think looking at the, the the passage through the lens of the culture as it stands, I don't think that it is seen as a particularly challenging passage. Right. But I think if we dig deeper, <laughs> that it actually it actually is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if we start with verse 25 then, um, it reads, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? What comes to mind immediately from, from this particular verse straight off is just putting, putting myself in the place of where Jesus was when he was on earth when he was preaching this. Like he was preaching in amongst people who probably weren't exceptionally wealthy. Like they probably mm. didn't have money to be throwing around. 
Um, and we also know that he himself came from a really poor upbringing. You know, he had a modest home um, with a father who was a carpenter who likely died, leaving both Mary and Jesus to have to work and source income to be able to make ends mm-hmm. meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so Jesus like lived this life, like he, he actually has experience of this life. So when he says, you know, do not worry about what you will eat or drink or wear, in one sense he's saying God will take care of your finances. Like... Don't worry about that. God, God will take care of that. Um, not only because he himself knows, but because he himself has experienced it as God, man on this earth. So then sort of looking at that in, in the sense of what he's already talked about before in the sermon um, about not storing up treasures on earth and about mm. the teachings around charitable works and giving to those in need. He's also just reminding us that, Hey, yeah, like there's there's a lot here that I'm I'm asking of you, but don't like don't fret, don't let that consume you. Don't it's okay. Don't worry about that. And he also gives us p- perspective as well. Like this is a bit of a perspective setting happening here too. That he's reminding us that there is more than the food that we eat um, and the clothes that we wear. Like that shouldn't be our mm-hmm. our focus. So then if we look at the sort of present, because, hey, what we read in the, um, in the scriptures isn't just about the past. Um, when we look at it for the present, we mightn't be, you know, all that much concerned about food and drink that we put into our bodies, especially for those that are listening to the podcast. Like we, we obviously have the means to be able to do that. So maybe adequate food and drink isn't too much of a concern for us. Um, Although it is getting more and more expensive. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Food costs are increasing. Clothing costs are getting getting more challenging. Um, so there are things that are becoming a bit more tight uh, and difficult. Um, but I think also what Jesus is saying here, that it's not just about the literal food and drink. I think it's also an invitation to consider what more we're actually needing here, that there is something more substantial that we need. Um, and really for me it speaks about that we need to be fed by christ himself you know to eat my body and drink my blood and to be clothed in christ yeah yeah there's a deeper a deeper yearning that every soul has to uh, bread alone will not fulfill yeah 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 if we move to verse 26 uh jesus says look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they? So uh, God is really taking a moment here just to remind us of the way that he's created nature. Uh, and there's, there's really something we can learn off, learn from here. In Genesis, there's an order of creation, the sun and the moon and everything that is inanimate. And then uh, he creates creatures. And within the creatures themselves, there's, there's kind of a, 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 a hierarchy there as well. There's the little creepy crawlies and the eight-legged things that we wish would die. And the, and the, the you know, and, and then there's the... They all have their place, Padre. <laughs> yes, under my boot. Uh, so... <laughs> or at the end of a can of bagel. Uh, so... <laughs> um, uh, but within within creation itself, there is, a, there is an, an ordering. Uh, and then, uh, you know, at the end of all of this, this sort of creation of the insects and the animals and all of that, he creates man. And, and man is sort of the pinnacle of his creation, like the crowning jewel. And man is made in his image and likeness. 
and and the human being is called upon to be a steward of the earth. Uh, so uh, it 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 presupposes that we have um, some level of of ability to be composed and tempered and wise so that we can in fact do what we've been asked to do so there's a there's there's the fact that we've been given this 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 task of, of being a steward of the earth actually says that we're able to uh to be temperate in our usage of the earth to be wise in the way that we interact with it um but it also demonstrates that these creatures are in a lower order to us um and and yet <laughs> despite this the rest of creation uh, sort of, um, in a certain sense, realizes something that we as humans have forgotten, uh, which is that it's not in control. <laughs> the rest of nature understands that it flows according to the will of God. Uh, you know, the, the, the stars do what they are meant to do. Uh, you know, the um, creation, albeit not at, not at peace as it should be due to our, our, our fault and our sin, creation gives glory to God by performing its function uh, and and realizing that it is under the order of God um, now I use realizing there in a you know bit of an anthropomorphic way obviously a star isn't having an epiphany <laughs> but 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 you know you Depends get my point. On which star Padre <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> You should have seen Steena just then. She did the whole, it was the whole hair flick thing. It was, it was great. Uh, so, so, um, um, so uh, you know, these, these, all creation knows that what it needs uh, is, is, is provided for it. Uh, God takes care of what they need. Um, we as humans forget that simple reality. We forget that God is in control. He takes care of things. Um, and so instead of living moment to moment, we often fret about what's to come based on the concern from the past. And, and, and we, we struggle to stay present to God. Um, well, and, and what does that lead to? Well, Jesus tells us in the next verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Verse 27. Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Oh, gosh, do we worry? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We're so, we get so caught up with the next thing. You know, we worry about the next thing. How are we going to get through the next moment um, or the moment after that or the moment after that? Like mm. we get so caught up in that and then we become so self-reliant, you know, and we decide that God actually can't or won't come through for us and we convince ourselves that the most prudent outcome <laughs> convince ourselves that the most prudent outcome is for us to figure it out all by ourselves, that it's completely on us. And the reality too is that our world is filled with anxiety. Like we know this. We know this both clinically and generally speaking. There's heightened sense of being stressed and being on edge all the time now. That's that's nothing nothing new. I'm not saying anything profound there. This is a, a well-known, well-known thing. Um, yep. And and also just to put anxiety in its place too, like there's a level of anxiety that is actually helpful. Like anxiety in itself yeah. is a helpful physiological response when we're in a dangerous position, like for our body or for our mind. It sends out 
a warning signal that we need to get out of the situation. This isn't okay. Mm. This isn't safe. Get out of here. Change the situation. Yeah, yeah. Change the circumstance. So to survive, we naturally then go into either a fight, flight, or a freeze mode. And that's that's a really appropriate response when we're facing really threatening situations like being attacked or, you know, for some of us that could be spiders, um, mm. but like snakes or sharks or whatever, you know, might be um, terrifying and likely going to injure us or cause us harm. But it could also be things like, you know, exam stress, especially if we haven't been prudent and we haven't really prepared mm. for our final mm. exams. But the general yeah. heightened anxiety that our world faces all the time now, that is not in its appropriate place. That is out of order. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So even if we look at something as simple as the, like our lifestyle, the fact that we choose to work in a seated position all the time as opposed to standing up for our job, <laughs> Um, or the fact that we work indoors, like most people work indoors, so we're not actually doing a lot of physical work, like in comparison to the way that we perhaps once upon a time may have. Um, we also tend to work uh, and play and live very much indoors. We, we very rarely do things outdoors. It's not our norm to do that. Mm. Except for, the, you know, maybe the occasional holiday where we, we need to take a trip because we actually need to get out of our, our box. Um, we make, but we make that our exception as opposed to our norm. Mm. So it's almost like this mentality of we begin to just work to live for the weekend. Mm. And then, you know, we see screens <laughs> all the time. Yes. We're, you know, just so, yeah, stuck in our space because of that. That naturally has an impact on our on our minds, which naturally has an impact on the way that we feel. Um, and there's like even just thinking about the fact that there's a reason that history tells us that you know philosophers, artists, and scientists have been looking up at the sky for and the moon and the stars for centuries. That, that there is something profound about that, and I th I think that's because the vastness is a constant reminder of just how big. God is and mm. it calls us to see that because we were made in God's likeness that there's a sense of more to us as well you know the sky almost calls us to see that we share something in common and when we look up at the sky especially like in light of the new testament it should remind us of just how much God actually loves us as well mm. that he is not he is not so small he is bigger than anything that could be a concern for us that could worry us yeah yeah absolutely um, absolutely and so when we don't look outwards and upwards and only focus down and inwards we lose our perspective and when we lose our perspective we lose our bearings <laughs> so it's no wonder yeah. then that we're stuck worried about nearly everything because we've we've lost the order we don't know what is mm. and isn't threatening anymore um mm. even mm. the most the the things that shouldn't threaten us come across as threatening and our anxieties go through the roof and we have that right. physiological response. Mm, no, you're quite right. You're quite right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's why our work and our expression actually suffers. You know, the, the, the more that we become closed in on ourselves and the more that we become anxious about our lives, 
the less we're able to entertain um, real beauty, the less that we're able to really see the beautiful things in the world. And, and, and when we're not able to see beauty and behold beauty for what it is, it actually affects our ability to express beauty. Uh, so I, I think that's possibly part of the reason why our, our um, uh, architecture and art uh, is uh, so um, yucky at the moment. So there's a difference between worry and evaluating information. So sometimes we, we might make excuses for worry like, oh, but I, I need to think things through and weigh <laughs> up the options. And, and, and that, that's what worry helps me to do. I use that one for reasons. <laughs> um, and, uh, worry well, is you know, part of the but, process. But really, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look, that's a bit of a lie. There's, there's a clear difference between rationally and logically thinking a situation through, coming up with possible outcomes, evaluating the options and, and making decisions or leaving uh, decisions for further information. There's, there's, there's that, which is markedly helpful. And then there's stewing on something. You know, there's, 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 there's playing it over and over and over and over again and, and, and allowing our emotions to become erratic, untempered. It, it can actually lead us to making irrational decisions uh, and, uh, and, and that, that really aren't the best option. So that instead of actually logically thinking something through, worry has got us looking for the situation that will eliminate the worry instead of, of actually addressing an issue. Um, and uh, uh, and it, it, it tends to take a, a, a rather serious physical toll as well. I can actually recall back in year 12, year 12, I, I had... I had in some way, shape or form messed up my university entrance thing, my, my university like application. application. Oh. Yeah, like my application. I, I messed that up in some fashion. I can't quite recall how. But I can remember being so worried about it that I made myself sick. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, that's how worried. That's, a, that's, that's how, how worried, worried you were, yeah. About it. Yeah, yeah, it was a, I became physically sick from it. And, and I can remember my father saying, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's, uh, we want you to go to university too, but, but, but like, there are better ways to, to deal with this than to worry like that. Like, what, what have you achieved in, in, in allowing yourself to be so worried? Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's true. You probably double the worry because, hey, your parents probably got worried then too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it does take a physical toll. And, and look, it's, it's, it's okay to be concerned about someone so long as that concern leads us back to prayer and, 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 right. and back to the conviction that God loves us and God loves that person we're worrying about more than what we do. Uh, because otherwise, I think it, it does have an unhealthy dimension to it. It's so comforting, uh, though. Like, how comforting yeah. to know in your space of concern and worry for the other person that no matter how much you worry, God yeah. loves them so much more than you ever could. Isn't it? Isn't it comforting? Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, but it, it 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 shouldn't be a rumination or stewing or becoming distressed or sort of dysregulated mm -hmm. uh, then it's it's just it's just worry 
it's not it's not helping anybody. Mm. Um, there are ways to, you know, in a healthy manner, combat against worry, if you like. Um, yeah, and I guess and I guess that's part of like even just thinking thinking that through. If we think about the fight, flight, or freeze response, um, obviously the freeze response is probably most unhelpful because it means that we're not doing anything about it. <laughs> we're paralyzed. That's not going to help. <laughs> um, so we might need to do something to actually regulate ourselves to move again, to act again. Mm. But if mm. we're in a fight response, then yeah, sure. Then we're looking at combating worry. Um, if we're in a flight response, that's a fear response then we're also needing to give worry some compassion because <laughs> worry is yeah. not going to subside and disappear until you feel okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. we need to do the things that are necessary for us to feel okay. And part of that is relying back on our convictions, going back to what we believe to be true, but also yeah. just leaning on people too, like making sure that we actually are in healthy relationships. So whatever, whatever this worry is about, is it a, is it adding to a disordered relationship that you have with this person? Mm. Or is this an opportunity to grow in better friendship or relationship with that person? So just, you know, yeah. sort of checking in on where that relationship is and leaning on your friends. Like if you've got good solid yeah. friends, lean on them. Don't yeah. allow this, don't do this thing by yourself. Having constructive habits as well, like create habits that of routine. Routine is always good for lowering anxiety. We like doing, it's ironic because some of us like to do um, spontaneous things, but even that becomes almost routine. Like <laughs> we, have a, we have a tendency a towards... Routine spontaneity. Yeah, it's like, oh, you like spontaneity. It's funny how you seem to go towards spontaneity a lot. Like that is a pattern for you. <laughs> So uh, even just figuring out the things that we like to do that are good for us, that help us calm um, and creating good habits out of that. Exercise is another one. Like if you're the type mm. who, especially if you're the type who needs to flee from a situation, you have that kind of response. Actually use that energy yeah. in a constructive manner. Let that body, Definitely. let your body release those um, chemicals out of your system. Mm. Um, setting achievable goals as well. Like if the anxiety is around not being able to achieve this mammoth thing, maybe just check in and see if hey, you're asking for the impossible here. Like, um, mm. And I certainly find that there are moments where even just thinking about a conversation that we had previously, Padre, um, with someone else, even just thinking about the ministry space and how much there is to do. Like there is so yeah. much that is missing and yeah. lacking in the ministry space and there is so much that we can do. But then having to be like, well, hang on, what's an achievable goal for me, one person? <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. you know, 20 people and also not the saviour. Like cannot do, cannot do everything, cannot be everything for everybody. Um, so just checking in on our goals and the tasks that we set set ahead of ourselves but then also just turning to some psychological help too like there is no shame yeah. in saying you know what I, I don't think I can lead on my friends in this or I'm not getting enough that I need from my friends haven't been able to figure out my routines not sure if I'm responding in a healthy manner why, why don't we just go to a someone who works in this space and be like hey can you give me a hand can I have a few sessions where we just nut this thing out like just yeah. maximize on that as well Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, in terms of some spiritual responses to worry, 
we can pray for the person or the thing that's that's sort of causing us worry, causing us concern, um, you know, and and to ask God for a bit of enlightenment in um, in how we can assist that person, um, you know, what we can actually what we can actually do for them. If there's anything that we can do for someone that 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 we're causing that that that, that we see having a bit of worry, um, can we do something for them? Or if there's worry in our own life, can I, you know, Lord, what can I do to eliminate this worry? Like, what 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 practical steps can I take, Lord? Because like God wants to help us in in the most eminently practical of ways. So I think it's it's good to to bring that question before God, and uh, and He will. Um, uh, it, it's a prayer He'll answer. Um, but in some ways, the prayer is sort of um, reliant on this next thing here, which is surrender. Mm. Um, and, and look, that's 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 not easy, <laughs> but it's so important when we're talking about a spiritual response to worry, because if we're saying, God, God. I want to to help me to to get over this worry. Help me to, or, or help me to help my friend get over this worry, or help me to do something with this worry or this anxiety. And we're like, and, and but but it's mine, God, okay. And, and 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 I'm going to figure out what to do with it. And I've got this in hand. But God, help me. I want help with this anxiety. It's like, well, you know, you can't you can't have it both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you've you've actually got to be willing to go. Okay, God, I I. I I surrender this. I let go of this, um, and and this is yours now. Um, this this is no longer mine. And that doesn't mean that the minute that you do that, that emotionally everything's going to feel just sweet and, no. and sweet and dandy. What it does mean is that you know you've got someone in your corner who is actually bearing the brunt of it for you. Yeah. Uh, someone who's with you in that space and saying, "Listen, let me take the brunt of this load." You know, and, and that's that's something I think is really, really awesome. Mm. Um, mm. But it's not easy at all. Um, I remember a poem that my mother uh, used to, to recite to us. It's one of those poems that belongs on the inside of a whole life card. And um, uh, it was, um, uh, I brought my broken dreams to God with tears for him to mend. Um, something, 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 something. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't remember it that well. Okay, we won't worry uh, about that. And and, <laughs> and then yeah, and then at the very end, uh, I, you know, the, the the poem ends with, "At last, I snatched my dreams back and said, God, how can you be so slow?" Uh, my child, he said, "What could I do? What could I do? You never would let go." Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it, it belongs on the inside of a whole. Yeah, but still. Bit, uh, but, but you know, it's it, it it it's it's it is there is something truthful in it. Mm. You know? um, so uh, so yeah. And yeah. The, the thing is too, when we're when we're worried about something, whatever it is that we're worried about, whether that be uh, a worry of uh, a threat for life, you know, a fear for life, or mm. we're worried about someone else's mental health or how they're coping or you know whatever it is, whatever that worry, the the core of whatever the worry is, is that. It's something valuable. Like there is something threatening, mm. something valuable, whether that be someone's life, someone's mental health, someone's circumstances, someone's heart, like whatever it is, there is something valuable there. There's like mm. a need to be able to shield or protect or help or whatever the motivations might be. <laughs> and 
to surrender is to be able to go this valuable thing i give it to you god <laughs> like mm, mm. this valuable yeah, thing yeah. i cannot keep in my possession and take care of because i'm making a right mess of it <laughs> all i seem yep. to be able to do is worry about it so here god yep, have right. it just which right. is so not and, easy and sometimes surrender to god can i, I remember saint john fisher obviously i don't remember him because he's in the 1500s <laughs> but but uh you know saint john fisher uh, when, when, when it was his time to die, one of the things he said to the people, because he was, he, he would not accept, uh, the, the English king as, as the head of the church. Right. Uh, and so he was going to be murdered for that. Um, and, and so when it came time for the, for his, you know, unceremonious decapitation, um, he, he, uh, sort of said to the, the, the people, um, who were present there, he said to them, look, you know, I, I'm. I, I'm, I, I'm willing to die for this, but I'm scared and I need your help. I need your prayers, you know? And, and, and so there he was anxious, scared, knowing that part of how he had to surrender this was asking the people in front of him for their prayers. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, that's, I think part of surrendering it to God can also be realizing I need to ask someone to pray. For yes. Me. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, also speak to God to the warrior about the warriors you would a friend. You know it's great to it's great to have to have vocal prayers like the rosary and and the office and all of that uh, if you're Catholic, um, uh, you know. But 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 we also need to speak to him relationally. You know, like like to to speak to him in a uh, like you and I talking right now. Yeah. You know, just to, to have a conversation with him about this. Um, in normal and, human um, language. Like normal day to day, whatever language yes, you might yes, have, exactly. use that. That's right. That's right. And um, yeah, so that's the that's 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 what I'd mm. say for the spiritual side of things. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah. So the crux of it, Jesus says, "Do not worry. Do not be anxious." Yeah. So don't. Yeah. Because it's just that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> It's but, not my daily experience. No, but uh, but, no, no. It become, but it will become easier. We make this into a habit. Yeah. It will become yeah. easier. It'll become so, easier over time. Mm, yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, as the, 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 at the end of every episode, Steena, a truth, beauty, and goodness. Yeah, sure. Uh, for me, it's actually a song that's related to today's um, episode. It is called Sparrows by Jason Gray. Um, and it Thank pretty you. much just sort of describes exactly this passage um of worrying about whatever might be going on and then comparing it to nature and just being like hey like even the sparrow knows <laughs> so mm, what what mm. do we have to to worry about and to be secure in in god's love for yeah. us and he's got yeah. it in control like he's he's un, he's got it yeah. all under control yep. it's all good yep he's 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 on it yeah he's on all it. over it he yeah. created it he's all yeah. over it <laughs> Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. What about you, Padre? What's the truth be and goodness uh, for you? I recently, uh, well, actually not recently, I am um, preparing mm. to go to Armadale. Mm. And um, I'm going to Armadale for the ordination of one of my former pupils. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Deacon Peter Paul is about to be ordained a priest. And uh, I, I taught him... Um, I taught him Christology uh, and, and soteriology and, and homiletics too. I taught him how to preach. And uh, so, um, so if he's no good at preaching, it's my fault. Uh, but, uh, 
Um, but uh, but he's he's um, really really um, you know top uh, a top fella, good student, um, and um, but more importantly, he's a really uh, got a really awesome love for God. Mm. Um, so uh, so it's just so exciting to see Aww. him reach the, the stage of ordination. Yeah. 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 So. Beautiful. So, Mm, very good. Well, our prayers are with right. him then and safe travels to you as well. Indeed. Thank you very much. No worries at all. Well, that brings That's us it. to the end of this episode. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Look at that. The episode ended here. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode and we'll catch you again next week. But as always, know of our love and prayers. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode, there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone? Perhaps it will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will also help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook. Facebook.